Driving it home with Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks says, and politicians getting caught grabbing asses says, she's driving it home with Patty Vasquez. Hello, hello. Oh man, you guys, I'm so excited. We have in studio uh, our good friend Tom Appel, and I uh, want to thank him for so much for coming and joining us in studio today. Hey, Tom, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Good to see you. Happy New Year. Happy. I know we can still we, haven't we can told, still say that. Yeah, well, because we haven't. If you haven't seen someone that you like very much, I think you're allowed to say it until you see them in the new year. My rule is the Chicago Auto Show. So that's the first half oh, of February. Okay. That's when that's when it has to end. All right. Is after that. All right. Man, you don't have to do it before next year is find a car company that is committed to the environment and progressive conversations. And we need to set up a booth at the... That's my phone. We need to set up a booth <laughs> at, the, uh, at the auto show. I think that would be fun. Let's see if it's some of the... No, let's see. Um, it's funny because people who actually guest host on this show will call mm-hmm. me during this show. And I'm like, I don't... You think they'd know. You think they would know. <laughs> but we need to get a booth at the auto show, WCPT booth, uh, at the auto show next year. That would be fun. That would be fun. Because I, I remember going a few times uh, when our good friend Steve Cochran was, uh, had a booth there, a lot of radio stations. You know, and I like it when they have the big platform so you can like see everything at the... You know, and you can, can there, just... is, there is the one giant platform in the North Hall that yeah. I think they're going to have again this year. Okay. And multiple radio stations right. use it. And yeah, you have a commanding view. Yes. It's, it's very pretty cool to be up there. It's very and you cool. look important. Do you see me looking around? I'm like, where's my coffee? There it is. Because <laughs> uh, you brought uh, cookies in today. And, I did. Uh, don't, don't, I'm not going to say out loud that I brought them in studio because I'm not supposed to, but I kind of feel like the bugs, it's cold out and maybe there aren't any ants in the building. <laughs> That's why we're not allowed to have cookies in the studio. Oh. But I have my coffee ready for you. Brought cookies from Crumble. Yeah. Tell folks a little bit about this company. About I these, don't know much about Crumble. Are, they, but they, are these, these cookies at least? Yeah, they moved in near my office. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have recommended them, and they usually oh. serve them warm. Come so when you get a box, these are beautiful. But they're big. They're made on premises, and uh, they're good. If you're watching on the live stream, I'm going to show off these these beautiful cookies that I'm going to share with Lady B. Lady B's like, let me see those cookies. What? Uh, <laughs> these are from Crumble, courtesy of Atom Appel. Thank you so much. Look at that with like some, looks like peanut butter and lemony frosting, right? I think it is. And uh, looks, I'm going to guess this one's an espresso right there. I don't I'm remember. <laughs> you like, you like whatever the good things are. All I, the good it things. Was, uh, I had them select. Awesome. That's yeah. fantastic. Where, where are your offices, if I may ask? Morton Grove. Oh, all right. Morton Grove. Do you live in Morton Grove? I don't. Okay. I live in Palatine. Oh, all right. So a bit of a commute. I, uh, I, one of my ways of relaxing is on Zillow. And looking at houses in different suburbs, yeah. and Chicago, I still look like uh, the Northwest Side, uh, but uh, but I've been looking at like you know, some you know, bigger yards and places yeah. like Palatine and Arlington Heights. You get some interesting, affordable architecture in Palatine. Arlington Heights, too. Yes. And if you want to spend too much for a house, you can also do that in Arlington Heights. I was surprised at how um, at how much... I thought they were going to be more expensive than Chicago houses, but I guess because of city, you know, employees have to live in the city. I don't know. Why it's, it's, it feels like it's shifted a little bit, or maybe I never looked at it closely. I get the sense, and maybe I'm wrong, that in the last decade, mm-hmm. the gap between Chicago and suburban prices closed. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's not more affordable to live in the city anymore. No, I thought it was. I was like, what is happening here? But uh, do you have any feels on uh, the Bears moving to Arlington Heights? I live very close. Yes. Very close the to the stadium. And one of the things that surprised me. still, my friend. I'm just saying. Yes. It's still a racetrack. <laughs> and and everyone, everyone who lives in Arlington Heights in Palestine just believes this is going to happen. Yes, you do. Because we all think it's cool. But but unless you live really, really close. Mm-hmm. But but one of the things I've seen, I don't know if you saw this, and the Bears released it. So it's, it's probably propaganda. But they had a map of what the thing was going to look like. And I thought that the stadium, the new Bears stadium, was going to be exactly where the track is. But that's not it at all. They're moving it closer to Route 53. Really? They're going to do other stuff with that property. I guess the property now isn't actually well used in terms of generating revenue. There's a lot of space that isn't doing anything. It's not parking lot, it's not commercial, and it's not park. So they're going to fix that, I guess. At some point, by the way, I'm looking at you, and I'm tired of looking through all this equipment at my guests who sit in that chair, (laughs) because it's like, it's the best seat for the camera, but I'm like, I'm looking at you, like, there's all these wires, and like a ring light that doesn't even work anymore, and this is so disconcerting. It's weird, though, but I actually look like that, so it's... (laughs) It's, it's actually- I generally have a halo around my face. This is how I look. Well, I'm trying to imagine the layout of Arlington because uh, I had been going there since I was about four years old. My dad used to take me to the track. Uh-huh. Or as we called, uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch the kid. Um, so, uh, so we used to take, well, my dad would either drive or we would take the Metro because we lived right across the street from the Union Pacific Northwest, which, uh-huh. goes, which drops you off right there. And uh, and I'm just trying to, I mean, like it's it, when it was, did you ever see the original? Had you ever been to the original Arlington before it burned down back in, uh, I think, yes. like 1990? Yeah. yeah, we were yeah. out there already. Yeah. It was I like, watched it burn. It was weird. Yeah. It was, I mean. It smelled bad, too. It, I, <laughs> was it, did it smell like uh, the barns, the it stables? It smelled mostly like it had 7,000 layers of shingles on the roof. Just, I thought you were going to say something else with the essay. No, <laughs> no. It was very petroleum smelling. Was it really? Yeah. Well, that might have led to its uh, combustibility, I'm guessing. <laughs> I suspect it did. Um, but yeah, so, I, and it was not a pretty racetrack. It no. was. Uh, it was so. It was like no. cement with uh, metal, like industrial beams. It was not a, a, a you know. For me, it was fun because it was like this whole world of you know cigar smoking guys, right. you know, and my dad out there with his, you know, and he'd let me go pick a couple horses. He'd be like, hey, who, yeah, and I believed I could talk to the horses and see which ones. <laughs> like I would go down to the paddock because you could watch the horses mount, uh, the jockeys mount, and uh, and I would go down there and see which ones looked more like they were excited to get out there and stuff. Um, and a couple times I picked some winners. One time. Uh, I picked a winner. It was 99 to 1. And I, t- I told my dad. Whoa. And it comes in first. Uh, and he goes, uh, he turns to me and goes, watch this. And you see inqu- inquiry, like flash on the <laughs> on the, uh, on the the board. And uh, and this horse, when they, showed, <laughs> when they showed the replay, it hit every single horse on the way to cross <laughs> it. Like, I mean, it was like it almost like went out of its way to hit horses, like against the railing and then on the out- outside. It was like roller derby. <laughs> yeah. So he was disqualified. Oh. Uh, he was disqualified. But um, but yeah, I spent a lot of time out there. And the new park was beautiful. It's a shame that um, mm-hmm. uh, for whatever, the Duchessois, was that their? Du- Duchessois, yeah. yeah. They uh, couldn't make it work uh, for a variety of reasons. Had a lot of legislation that was crafted in order to benefit them, I believe. Yeah, including, the, I think they were allowed to have gaming on yeah. site. And yeah. that still didn't make it work for them. No. So, I mean... Ultimately, uh, you know, football is more popular, of course. What are your thoughts on uh, then just uh, the Bears being there? And then I think Willie Wilson said to bring in a whole new team to Chicago then to be in Soldier Field.
field. That sounds wild. Yeah, a couple of funny things. I don't think you need to be in Chicago to use the name Chicago. No, and no one has a license on that. So <laughs> I think they could stay the Chicago Bears if they moved to Arlington Heights. Although I think Chicago could support a second NFL team. I, sure. It would be weird. We're just. What was the? What's the newest team you've ever had? Like the Sting for soccer, right? That's like in my lifetime. I think was created. Yeah. When did the sky kick the, in? Sure. The, in the, WNBA. But in the last twenty years, right? Yeah. Um, but other than that, like never a baseball team, never another ever. ever so. oh, what's the soccer team? Uh, fire? Was it the fire? Chicago yeah, fire? We, we had the Chicago Sting first, right? Didn't was yes. It, am I remembering that correctly? And then the fire. Yeah, and I think yeah. there was a fire football team once upon a time. Yeah, was it really? A long like, time ago. Was it like one of those indoor Donald Trump arena football teams or something? No, this no. was outside and played in Soldier Field, but I don't think it lasted more than a season. All right. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of folks. I, I just I wonder what it's going to be like it, it, when, I guess, it seems like it's imminent that the Bears will move to Arlington Heights. Uh, everyone's obviously waiting to see what happens with the mayor's race, but I, it, it, I, I've always hated what they did to Soldier Field. It just, it looks so unfinished. The, f- the fact that we called that a renovation and the only <laughs> thing that was left, the only thing that was left was, was that facade. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is sad. It's, mm-hmm. it's just this corpse of what used to be there. Yeah. And we called it a renovation, which was a bummer. And then it wasn't, for some reason, it wasn't domed. I'm like, no. don't we want a Super Bowl exactly. or something here? Well, especially with the way it looks. Right. Like a, a dome looks like a no brainer. Yeah, it was very strange. But I have friends that live in Arlington Heights that seem like they're, and I have a real estate uh, agent friend who was excited about, you know, people looking at out there. I wonder if the property is going to start going up, but is the burden going to be on the people that live out there in Arlington Heights and Palatine? People who know the area know that the park, right now the way it's situated, uh, there is housing right across Euclid. Okay. And I, which is Lake, right? Or is that Willow? That's Lake, if you're further east. And I think those people are going to need stuff. They're going to need a sound barrier wall and probably some some road direction and things, some civil engineering to protect them from the madness. But there's actually not a lot of I think local residents are going to be directly affected in a bad way by this. Okay. Just those people right there across the street, literally walking distance from where the stadium will be. Yeah, because the crowd that comes out for a racetrack is not the crowd that comes out for a, a Bears game. No. You're, uh, you know, tailgating and the, all, the, all the things. Yeah, and most races, you're measuring the crowd in hundreds. Yes. Not tens of thousands. <laughs> Correct. Correct. I yeah. mean, it was fun that they had like family. They have uh, they had family events on Sundays, and we went out there. They had like pony rides, and like off to the side, there was like a whole grassy area where you could picnic and things like that. And uh, we, you know, we were like, I, so I took the train with Griffin because he loved trains, and Steve because we have the you know different considerations with Declan. So uh-huh. we're out there, and uh, and they had you know they ever go somewhere where they had like those like yard drinks. They're like those big weird yes. bowls, and we we never had one. So we were like, well, we should share one of those, and <laughs> we're you know we're one of the the, uh, the, the they had uh, the electronic betting and I'm putting in a bet and stuff and uh, Griffin's like c- collapsing screaming and crying and Declan we look over Declan's like flipped the, the stroller onto his back he's like a turtle with his and we're like we are the worst parents ever we left our drink there we left our I didn't even finish I put my money in the machine and hadn't even like checked the, for my ticket uh, Griffin had like remember when the mouth foot disease was going around like over a decade ago all these like you know preschool yeah. yeah Griffin like his throat had closed up Declan it was the we're like we are never going to the racetrack again. <laughs> I am not my father. I'm not out there with like my. I'm not out there with camel cigarettes, looking at the at the racing forms, and you know, I'm not fig- figuring out. You know, <laughs> what am I going to box? Yeah, it's. I, I Tell me the cigarettes were unfiltered. My dad unfiltered. Camels. Yeah, that's that's somehow that's cooler. Yeah, well, you know, if you're doing something horribly wrong. <laughs> 
may as well go right to it. Yeah. Yeah. You may as well. Well, because John Wayne smoked uh, non-filtered camels. That was oh. yeah, so, that was in my dad's school. Let me uh, take a break. We're hanging out with Tom Appel, our car guy. Tell folks, and you have another podcast that just dropped this week. Yes? Yes, we did. Yes. Yeah, it's up now. Which, so the, the Car Stuff Podcast, you can download it anywhere. The Car Stuff Podcast. Yeah. And uh, make sure you follow Tom on uh, on Twitter so that you can keep up to date on all the work that he does, especially when he's coming in studio and hanging out with me co-hosting. Uh, Jim's on, on hold. We are going to take a, uh, a break here and come back and take your calls. I actually, this is something really interesting. Uh, I don't know if you saw the Pope... Uh, Pope Francis came out with a statement, uh, which I thought was very interesting. In I don't know this. Yeah, I'm interesting. excited to talk about this. I want to thank our sponsors, Monaco Brewing. Go to the Patty Vasquez Show page. You can see all of the locations in the Chicagoland area where you can pick up your progressive beers. And that's, uh, again, the Patty Vasquez Show page. It's pinned right at the top. We want to thank our friends at Kids Above All. Go to kidsaboveall.org and uh, find out how you can support kids and the work that they do there and their mission to make sure children can reach their potential. And, of course, War and Price from European and U.S. Car Service over by Air 4080 North Broadway uh, over by uh, Irving Park Road. You can call if you have a situation with your car 773-248-1200 or go to europeanus.com. More in a moment. The Devil's Advocates. I saw that uh, Kanye oh, God. went out and did a little appearance um, on uh, Alex Jones' show and in a strange turn of fate. Alex Jones, for perhaps the first time in the history of his existence, he was sort of the the voice of reason. <laughs> you know what? We are in a special hell when Alex Jones becomes the voice of reason. The Devil's Advocates, weeknights at 7 on WCPT 820, Chicago's Progressive Talk. WCPT 820, Chicago's Progressive Talk, where facts matter. Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Minocqua Brewing Company, and I sell progressive beer like AOC IPA and Bernie Brew, a lovingly irascible Democratic Socialist lager. A percentage of the proceeds of every beer I sell goes to helping keep Wisconsin blue and driving the Trump cult out of our state. Enjoy a great craft beer and help your dysfunctional neighbor to the north get its democracy back. Now available at Arminetti Wine and Spirits in Woodstock, Illinois, and Famous Liquors in Lombard, as well as in Chicago at A&S Wine and Spirits, Back of the Yards, and Grand and Western Liquors, Ukrainian Village. Please drink responsibly. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. We are in studio with Tom Appel, our car guy. He's got the uh, Car Stuff podcast, and you can get that wherever podcasts are available as well. Follow him on Twitter. Yeah. What did you guys cover on your uh, podcast this week? Uh, this week we had uh, Britt Carmen from the NRDC, the National Resources, Natural Resources Defense Council, talking about the government, yeah, the, the Biden's uh, blueprint for de- the decarbonization oh. of the auto. It's pretty heady stuff. Yeah. It's good, though. But if you want to know and if you want to feel like the government's trying to make this work, that's cool, and that there are organizations out there supporting this effort, uh, it's a really good episode. And because that was really heavy, uh-huh. we screwed around a lot around this. Just, yeah. I know the feeling. I yeah. know the feeling. Now, uh, let's take Jim's call because I, I heard this. I believe I heard this this morning. Uh, Pope Francis, uh, of course, the leader of the Catholic Church, came out with a statement. Uh, hey, Jim, what's on your mind, my friend? Hi, Patty. Uh, Pope Francis' statement today, I just want to parse out the political side of it. He said LBGQ people or people of different sexual procedures should be treated with the same dignity that's afforded to everybody. And anybody in the church that's, that supports a law that's against any of these people should cease and desist immediately. 
And I think it's a political statement. When you think back on the, sex, the, the uh, history of sexuality in the United States, for instance, you lost jobs over your sexual orientation. You were discriminated against, I remember, the 50s and 60s, up until the 60s. And I think this is a political statement for everybody. You think of the countries that put people in prison and discriminate against them, even some Catholic countries. Bolsonaro in South America, uh, the Philippines, which is predominantly Catholic, they put people in jail for their sexual orientation, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. But I, I think Tom will appreciate this. Pope Francis got rid of the Pope Mobile. He's Muslim Pope Mobile. He bought a Ford. He bought a Ford, a cheap Ford, so he could drive around in that. Anyway, I thought, you know, I'm mulling it over. But that, that's a dramatic political across the world statement. Anyway, you guys have a great evening. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, and this goes back to what I've talked about where a lot of folks who cling to the Bible and, and look, you know, the ultra, the extremists tend to be of evangelical backgrounds, but in the Catholic Church, I know that I've been to sermons where there is, you know, they kind of try to um, sound as though they're tolerant of everyone. We had a priest that I absolutely adored who talked about how we should be building bridges, not walls. And, yeah. and I was like, and in this neighborhood, I was like, preach it. <laughs> but uh, but his, his statement is because it, there are 67 countries worldwide that criminalize a consensual same-sex same activity, 11 which can impose the death penalty. Huh. Uh, and then um, the, in the United States, we have more than a dozen states that still have anti-sodomy laws on the book, even though the Supreme Court ruled uh, ruled them un- unconstitutional. Gay rights advocates say, say the an- antiquated laws are used to justify and point to new legislation such as "Don't Say Gay." There are states that are going to uh, out. They want to outlaw, like in Oklahoma, Texas, they want to outlaw performances where men dress as women. I mean, they, they th- that's the target. They don't seem to mind that women wear pants. Because I mean, where what's the slippery slope of that, right? I, I don't know. And Milton Berle used to dress like a woman. I mean, Flip Wilson. <laughs> and that was cool. Yes. Yeah, Flip Come Wilson. On. And I forgot about Flip Wilson. Exa- yeah. And and the thing is, uh, I, I don't know. First of all, you know, one of the things that is absolutely uh, marvelous about my, my son Griffin is that he taught me years ago. He came home one time and the girls had been making fun of him because he was wearing a jean jacket that they said was a girl's jean jacket. Huh. I've never understood. I guess like if, if it buttons on a different size. Now, these were girls in grade school that were teasing him over a jacket. And Griffin developed this language of, you know, clothing does not have a gender. It, it, these are all, I've said this before, everything we do is kind of, we're making it up as we go. Sure. Right? The decision that men wear pants or women wear dresses or makeup and all these things, these are cultural norms. Nothing in the Bible says that, you know, as far as I know, or if it does, I'm not going to hold my whole my whole life uh, on, on pause or under some sort of system because of a book that was written, rewritten, uh, has been shaped by people for their own purposes for centuries. I'm just not going to do it. No. That's just me. Yeah. <laughs> just say it. I, I just, I can't, I can't with the, using the Bible. And, and yes, it's a sin. So I don't, there's so many things that are like coveting their neighbor's wife. And I, and I mentioned that when I was in CCD yeah. in the early 80s, we were taught that, that homosexual, uh, homosexual, to be homosexual was not a sin, but homosexual acts were. Okay. And it doesn't actually sound like the, pipe, the Pope has taken us very much further from that. Uh, a little bit. 30 but, years later. But he is saying that people should, everyone should be treated with dignity. 
and and that's and that's what yes. I push back against this demonizing people and conjuring up this fantastical world where drag queens reading storytime books is grooming and I can't it's just it's maddening it's absolutely maddening to call a governor of Illinois the governor of Illinois a groomer because of sex this is what they did awake Illinois I love that word it's it's like what are you talking about anyway I'm gonna, I can just keep screaming uh, but I shall <laughs> calm down it's good to have Tom in studio hey uh, hey Dave and Hoffman states what's on your mind Hey, Patty. Hey, Tom. Good to hear you again. I thought you got divorced there from uh, Patty. We took a, I, I just, so long. I, I'm trying to keep up with everything. That's all. Now yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. Like when you were talking on that one, you could probably play that Aerosmith song, Dude Looks Like a Lady. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, before I get into it, hey, Tom, are you, you going to go buy that new Corvette? No, because I can't afford a new Corvette. Uh, but you're talking about the new Corvette E-Ray, the first ever hybrid Corvette? Ooh. Yeah, pretty cool. flies, I guess, like from zero to 60 or something, like three seconds or something. Yeah, yeah, two and a half seconds. Crazy talk. But um, I was going to call. Did you guys see that story? Uh, it was on the news last night Matt, about where Chicago Police Department and the Cook County Sheriff's Office are sharing new theft prevention devices that drivers can get for free to protect their cars from either being stolen or having parts stolen. And it's the club, basically. Can you put it on a catalytic converter? Because that's the thing that uh, gets stolen. I mean, yeah, okay. You can get it etched, and they got some kind of thing, a tracking tag for the cars that don't have GPS. The CPD Cook County Sheriff's Office have free tools to help prevent Kia, Hyundai, car theft. Why are these the two that are such a big... Because Hyundai target. and Kia were the target of a lot of thefts because a very enterprising uh, TikToker realized that you could break into no. and steal very easily certain Hyundai and Kia products. And these were cars that did not have push-button start. So if you had an old-school key turn the ignition thing, cars were hyper-easy to steal through the beginning of 2022. And there's a bunch of models. You'd have to look them up. I don't remember all the models of the model years. So one of the things that Hyundai Kia is doing, and they're the same company, Hyundai, Kia is a division of Hyundai, okay. uh, is, is delivering free of cost to local police departments, to local law enforcement agencies, these clubs, and I'm using the brand name, but whatever yeah. they are, and the, the, the law enforcement agencies are free to distribute them as they see fit. Wow. 44% of all stolen cars yep. in so far this year are Kias and Hyundais. Yeah, it's a problem. Wow. And it's only a problem if you don't have push button start. Okay. What was that, Dave? It says it says also violent crimes, including homicides, according to CPD Patrol Chief Brian McDermott. You know, Re- related to this? Uh huh. Oh. oh my God! These cars are also being used at an alarming rate in violent crimes. Oh, oh, the stolen ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that, and the, yeah, it says that. Uh, that they were warning of like four Hyundai car thefts in one neighborhood just past week. It said, you know. So. See, yeah, this is this is crazy. Thanks, thanks for letting me know, Dave. I had yeah. I had not caught that story. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. You guys be good. You too. Thank you. I just wonder, I mean, this is where social media, this is the uh, the lack of accountability and I mean, teaching people how to steal something and put property and person at risk is crazy. And that video kept showing up on YouTube, and YouTube would find it and take it down, but someone kept putting the video back up. And the demonstra- I found it, I watched it, and it was disturbingly easy. Local police are warning car owners of a social media trend. Whoa, how did I, I just, man, oh man, this is crazy. 
It was crazy. It, it, it is crazy. It's using a USB cord? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's you're, like, you're like, stop talking, Patty. Let's not give people... Well, I mean, like, it's out there, but this is no, insane. It, bad people that need to know, no, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. That's what I always think, too, right? Sometimes you'll see people like, you know, this water filtration center has a vulnerability. You're like, shut up. I'm like, well, they probably already know. Yeah. I mean, if we know, they know. Uh, yeah. And then, okay, so, and then here's about the catalytic converters. This is at the end of uh, of last year. Uh, this, there were, I remember I talked to the person who replaced my catalytic converter. Mm-hmm. They had had over 800 in two months. Oh. It's insane. And that's just for one place, right? Let's take a break here. We're going to catch up with our good friend Dan Schaefer. Lady B, I'll send you the info. Dan Schaefer's on uh, next from uh, the recombobulation area. We'll talk about the uh, elections going on up there, of course. Hi, top of mind is the the Supreme Court race. They're going to have a primary and a general, which is just so wild for judicial races. Hang out with Tom Appel. Follow him on Twitter. Find out about all the great work that he's doing. And I uh, want to say hi to everybody who's watching us on our Facebook live stream. Tom's in studio, so you can hang out with us. Uh, watch the show. Watch the show. Oh my gosh! And we have the mayoral forum coming up tomorrow. Do we? We're done giving away tickets, right? Are we all set with tickets? We're done. All right. So, sorry about that, everybody. Uh, look forward. To, shouldn't have even brought it up. That's probably, that was probably an off-the-air conversation. But there we are. Tired of all those talking heads down the dial who think they're always right? People need to just calm down. It's gotten ridiculous. Welcome to WCPT 820, where facts matter. Quite frankly, I get most of my news from you. This is WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk. This is WCPT 820, where facts matter. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. We are driving it home, so it's appropriate to have uh, our car guy, Tom Appel, in studio. And I'm kind of excited to introduce you to our friend, Dan Schaefer, from the Recombobulation Area up there in Wisconsin. Hey, Dan, how are you doing today? Doing well, Patty. How are you? I am doing it. We got a little bit of snow. Did you guys get more than us? We got about, I think we're looking at three to four inches here. Yeah, we're about that too. Maybe on the on the lower side of that. Do you? So this happens all the time. Look, we are we are you know we are well weathered uh, Midwesterners, but it never fails that people completely forget how to drive. On a, a you know, it's been a few weeks since we've had snow. They have snow snow mesia. Do you do you guys go through that in Milwaukee as well? Oh, absolutely. And it's not just snow. It's any kind of weather. Whenever whenever it's rain, people seem to forget it, that it's how to drive in the rain. <laughs> It's any any little thing. I, I don't know what the deal is, uh, but uh, people do have some short-term memory when it comes to uh, driving in inclement weather. Now, Which what, is strange, considering all the terrible weather we have around here. But exactly. Well, you know what I find, too, and uh, Tom can back me up on this, is people who drive like these big, heavy-duty SUVs, they they don't understand that their car does not – it's not a Batmobile. Like, if you roll over <laughs> in a ditch, you're not going to have some, like, inflatable bumpers uh, pop out, right? Do you guys? That, that's one of the things that makes me crazy on the highways. And one of the problems, too, is people buy an SUV and they get the grip, right? You could, you've you got all-wheel drive and you're great and you, you you pull away and you're going quick. It doesn't make your brakes better. Yeah. <laughs> you can't change physics. You're just... No. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys have a lot of that, too. The other thing is one of the, one of the issues, uh, topics that Dan and I have talked about in the past are, is the system of uh, their highways with these just incredibly high overpasses. There was a, there's a video, if people want to go check it out, from a couple of years ago of this car hitting a snowy ice bank as like a ramp and just going up over the edge and and guys the driver survived right dan yeah yeah Some, somehow they landed on all four wheels and the driver survived but it i went remember down this video it was scary 
Yeah, I mean that yeah, car. That car launched, man. <laughs> <laughs> have Have they found a way to address those snowbanks? I think you know. I think they redid some of those, uh, you know, some of those walls around that particular interchange to fix it up. But it's you know, it's always something. And the, I don't know if you guys deal with this either, too. But one thing that always bothers me uh, in this types of weather is how, like the like the lane lines, it are they paint them so that they uh, are very difficult to see in the snow. Like they'll paint them white. And it's just like, why, why are we painting these white? But it's so difficult to see. Uh, we have snow here. It's Milwaukee. Yeah. Can, can we pick, uh, can we just do them yellow or something else instead? I don't know. I'm annoyed by it. No, have you, Tom, have you ever seen another state that has a better solution in snowy areas for, I mean, look, at some point you, it's all packed snow and you're, we're, you know, the lane is basically whatever the car in front of you has cut for you. Right. That's, that's generally how it goes wherever it's sort of nebulous. The worst are whiteout conditions. I can't even. And I, I drove once through whiteout conditions. Whenever I hear a report for that, I'm like, I am staying home, possibly flying to California. Yeah, when my kid was in school in Iowa or near Iowa, we'd run into that driving home from a visit. And, and one of the things that made me happy, because no, I haven't seen better, no. is when truckers decided to just make one lane down the middle. Yes. And I appreciate that. I appreciate their leadership, <laughs> yes. because then I don't have to worry about where my lane is. Exactly. It's behind them. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, right. I'm like, this is my route. I don't care how much snow the semi kicks up on me. Uh, so, Dan, what are some of the big things going on this week in uh, in Wisconsin politics? I know that well, I, I told Tom that the biggest race, I, I think the biggest race in the country right now is your Supreme Court race in Wisconsin. Yeah, definitely a lot of attention on that right now. Um, you know, it's kind of looming over everything that's happening in the state, uh, you know, because everybody knows, recognizes the stakes of it. Uh, and, and all of that. So, um, you know, one of the top uh, liberal candidates, Janet Protasewicz, just put out a video uh, explaining how to pronounce her last name. Uh, <laughs> I know we've on previous, uh, previous times I've been on the show where I've referred to her as Judge Janet sure? uh, because I wasn't entirely sure how to pronounce uh, her, her last name. Uh, but, so, but she put out a video yesterday, I believe, uh, that broke it down. You say it, Protasewicz. Uh, so she is... He's probably the top uh, liberal candidate at this point, based on the fundraising, based on you know kind of the overall uh, sense of the sense of the race right now. And there was a big feature in uh, in the New York Times today. I haven't had a chance to read it just yet, uh, but there was a big feature in the New York Times today about that race. It comes from Reed Epstein. He's he was a former Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reporter. Always does really good work uh, from a national scale uh, covering Wisconsin. So if you want to. Get a sense of what that race is about. You know, I know the headline mentioned abortion and redistricting. And so, you know, those are going to be some of the top issues uh, in this race as well. So uh, I would encourage you to check that one out. Right. And the the, uh, headline is 2023's biggest, most unusual race centers on abortion and I can't read the rest of the title because it's a paywall. Oh, on abortion and democracy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going to take a look at that one, too, because because absolutely, you know, we're seeing, look, just what uh, this guy in Indiana said a couple of days ago, Jim Banks, saying that, uh, you know, it's not enough that we have outlawed or we have done the best we can to make abortion com- almost completely inaccessible in the state of Indiana. If a woman can just get in a car and drive an hour and a half, we need to do something about that, too. And so that's the kind of mentality that can also take a grip of of a place like Wisconsin, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think we're already seeing, you know, a number of, there's been stories about a number of uh, doctors moving their practices, you know, across state lines to, to be able to provide health care for women. Um, and, uh, you know, I think there was a, a recent story 
Uh, I'd have to look it up to get the more details, but a recent story about a, a clinic opening in Rockford um, yeah. to uh, treat some for, for a uh, doctor to treat some of her patients uh, from Wisconsin. So, uh, yeah, and it's, it's it's not going away anytime soon. So, so I think that's why you know the. There is an 1849 law on the books in Wisconsin right now uh, that outlaws uh, abortion and with no exceptions uh, and has very only very unclear uh, rules uh, on, you know, what it would mean to protect uh, the mother's life in these cases. So I think, you know, and the state Supreme Court has, has kind of kicked the can down the road a number of times on that ruling. And, you know, I think just the the. The looming uh, election that will decide the balance of the court, you know, could could ultimately determine that particular decision as well about whether that uh, that 1849 law uh, would be ruled to be constitutional. And this is a race where they are basically saying uh, all this, you know, when we talk about how a, a judicial race should be nonpartisan, politics shouldn't be a part of it. But they are essentially, you know, as you mentioned, Janet for Justice says maps are rigged. Abortion should be legal and calls maps in Act 10 the law un- uh, unconstitutional in this piece that you have mentioned in The New York Times. Uh, it, it's a it, it's a, it's a very strange time, but it's it's a crucial time uh, for people. And you know, we often talk about women's rights and things like that. But it is an enti- it's for the entire everyone in the state of Wisconsin is the way I look at it. Don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Because it's 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 any issue that you could really bring up as you know something that you that that really might affect you and your family. Uh, really comes back to the maps and the gerrymandering in Wisconsin. This is something I write about. Uh, at the recombobulation area all the time, because I think when you so often you look at the fundamentals, uh, the building blocks of democracy, and, and that will allow you, you know, to kind of make the decisions that would reflect the will of the people in the state. And, you know, whether you're, you know, I mean, we saw so many issues uh, over the past four years while Tony Evers was governor that the Republican-controlled state legislature obstructed him on and would have these gavel in and gavel out of any kind of special session that that Tony Evers would call, whether it was on gun violence prevention or uh, racial disparities or abortion or education funding or expanding Medicaid, they would just refuse to have the debate. And the Republicans, you know, are able to do that in a swing state like Wisconsin without having any accountability because the maps are so tilted in their favor. You know, even though Tony Evers won uh, the most recent election by three and a half percent, which many people here are calling a Wisconsin landslide, um, hmm. The Republicans in the legislature were able to almost get a two-third supermajority. Uh, so they got more than 60 percent of the seats, even though the Democratic governor got more than uh, well over 50 percent of the vote. Uh, so because of that, it it's, has totally strangled democracy in Wisconsin. And, and, you know, regardless of what issue, you know, might affect you that you particularly care about, it, it so often in Wisconsin comes back to those maps because they are so heavily tilted to one side, and it, it, it's hard to just have an honest debate uh, about the issues. And, and we're seeing that this week in Wisconsin as well. Tony Evers gave his State of the State speech last night uh, and outlined a bunch of priorities that are, you know, that it weren't exactly like the types of hot-button political issues. Uh, you know, we're seeing a number of things from Democratic governors around the Midwest that, you know, Minnesota, Michigan, Illinois, having these Democratic uh, trifectas uh, in place to, to you know, advance a new agenda. Tony Evers isn't really, you know, his proposals aren't really all that similar to that. Like, there's some things that will overlap, but it's a lot of, you know, kind of nuts and bolts types of issues. It's mental health and 
child care and water contamination and local funding for local government uh, that he talked about. And, of, and of course, the, uh, you know, folks like Robin DeVos and those in the Republican legislature uh, talked about it as if it was the most partisan speech ever, which it objectively was not. Well, not so, just that it was partisan, uh, but, but like basically but also like basically blaming Democrats for the mental health concerns of children with the pandemic and masks, masking and vaccinations and things like that. I mean, the, the trying to flip it around rather than saying, hey, we should care about kill, children's needs is, is just despicable. It, it absolutely is. That was a comment on Twitter from uh, from Robin Voss last night after Tony Evers' speech. And you know, Evers has had this, has done it on a couple different occasions. Has named like, oh, it's the year of you know this particular issue. He, he made it the year of clean water a couple of years ago. It was the year of broadband access a couple of years after that. This year he is, he came out in the state of the state last night, talked about this is the year of mental health. So he outlined in his uh, in his speech, and he'll be putting it in his budget proposal to for. Uh, $500 million investment into mental health in the state, which within that is a $270 million investment in mental health for children. Um, and I think, obviously, it's such an important issue. Uh, you know, it, it's a kitchen table issue for so many families uh, in Wisconsin right now. You know, there's studies that saying that it is, you know, the top issue uh, facing a lot of families. And, and Boss comes right out and says that uh, he's opposed to to this types of funding. And it's not that we can't afford it either. We got news today that in Wisconsin, our budget surplus uh, is going to be over $7 billion. So we have the opportunity to, to make those kinds of investments. They've had, you've had a, a surplus for a couple of years now. Uh, Tom just looked at me like $7 billion with a B. They have a surplus of $7 billion. And I've been trying to think about this. What is the, the sort of logic behind sitting on it and not supporting mental health, education, public safety, those kinds of issues? Well, the logic is that the, the, what they said in response to the speech is just, oh, we don't want more government spending. We don't want more government programs. Government is, isn't the solution. Well, what they are proposing instead of this, instead of funding, you know, all these issues that, that Evers outlined, uh, you know, child care, water contam- fi- fixing water, contam- contaminated water, things like that, uh, you know, they, they are proposing a flat tax. Uh, <laughs> Again. And, <laughs> And, you know, it's it, when when uh, President Barack Obama was in Milwaukee campaigning with uh, Tony Evers and Mandela Barnes, he talked about how the only policy that uh, that Republicans ever proposed is tax cuts for the wealthy. Yeah. That if there was an asteroid headed towards Earth, they would propose <laughs> tax cuts for the wealthy. Yeah. Uh, so once again, they are doing that same thing. And, and you know, the, the analysis of this flat tax plan that the Republicans have introduced, it just really it's really overly weighted towards. Uh, bringing that tax rate down for the for the top percent uh, of uh, of the tax bracket, and it's just it's just a big giveaway uh, to the wealthy, uh, and so that's what they're proposing instead of you know making these targeted investments in in all the things that uh, that Evers and and the Democrats in the state have been talking about. What so do they? Okay, let me, I, I've always wondered this about surpluses because you know uh, President Clinton ended his terms with a with a surplus. Uh, so I'm just curious, like it, it, does a surplus like do they? Uh, is it being invested? Is it sitting there? What I, I, this is an imaginary number to me to have a seven billion dollar surplus. Yeah, so right now it is just sitting there. So, so the budget went, came in. We have a two-year budget cycle in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, so at the end of kind of the last budget cycle of last year, 
you know, these numbers started getting reported. I think, you know, it, it has since increased a number of times. Uh, I think the initial projections was uh, going to be like three or four million dollar surplus. And now today uh, there was reports that it's going to be more than seven billion dollars. So uh, so so the, the way that uh, the Republicans in the legislature operate uh, it is a full-time legislature, but they definitely don't work full-time. Right. Uh, so they, we've, we've known about this for some time, uh, and yet Republicans in election years, they will they will basically take what amounts to a nine- or ten-month break uh, from being in Madison, being at the Capitol, doing the legislative type of work that they should be doing. I've, you know, I've argued this on a number of occasions, and, you know, even during the pandemic, even during 2020, when there were all these issues that needed addressing uh, and needed you know, an actual response. Uh, Wisconsin Republicans went more than almost 300 days uh, without passing a bill in 2020. It was it was oh my remarkable. god! And so they did it again last year. They did it again in 2022 uh, when it was you know not a budget year. Uh, and and that's just uh, just one of the many ways uh, that they have broken government in the state of Wisconsin. Which goes back, brings us right back to the original conversation about the Supreme Court, which makes this, I mean, in order to have any path forward, because Republicans always say, well, the question is, how are we going to pay for it? You know, and so it seems as though having a $7 billion surplus (laughs) helps with your pay-as-you-go situation. So I, I just don't, I'm trying to wrap my mind around it. Right. And this was, you know, the flat tax proposal that they're bringing in would would more or less erase that surplus, right? So it it would just be this huge giveaway, and it would enact a permanent tax structure, not a one-time, you know, targeted investment or anything like that. And like like what Evers is proposing with with something like a mental health program, but it's it would be a permanent change to the tax structure that would really put us on some in a difficult footing going forward. And what they never have an answer to, they never ever ever have an answer to this, is what they want to cut. Right. Yeah, so they oh, I agree. Government yep. so many times in you know the Walker era, and it ends up you know falling on uh, K twelve education in the, the UW uh, college system and on local government, which has been absolutely starved for funding uh, under the Republican leadership. So they, they never actually have an answer for it. And then when the bill comes, they wonder what happened. What happened? <laughs> That's kind of where we're at now. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, do you mind hanging on for a minute? We've got a caller. I think they want to talk about abortion issues. I don't know if it's related to, specifically to our conversation, but I'm going to check. Do you hang? Do you want to hang on for a few more minutes? Sure. Awesome. We're talking to Dan Schaefer. He's the publisher of the Recombobulation Area. You can follow him on Twitter and uh, subscribe to his newsletter. Support the work that they do. And uh, we'll be right back with more conversation with him and our good friend Tom Appel, our Car Stuff guy. Follow him on Twitter as well to know when their podcast drop. You can find Car Stuff, the Car Stuff po- uh, podcast anywhere podcasts are available. More in a moment on WCPT 820 Heartland Signal. You're listening to WCPT 820 because facts matter. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. We are hanging out with our good friend Dan Schaefer from the Recombobulation area. Go to uh, his Twitter account, Dan Schaefer. The uh, easy spelling, S-H-A-F-E-R. Right, Dan? You got it. Yes. Easiest way to spell it. The you easiest way. To use A's or E's or any of that. Exactly. Exactly. We were talking about all things uh, Wisconsin. Steve... Uh, from Chicago wanted to talk about abortion issues and what we can do. Hey, Steve, what's on your mind? Hi. Um, there's a, a strategy that I, don't, I haven't seen discussed much that I think uh, would really help in the uh, the abortion argument. 
Um, so many of these states that are putting in these really draconian abortion laws are including going after doctors if there's if they even suspect that it's an abortion. And from what I understand, there's a lot of times it's going to be uh, there'll be a miscarriage or there'll be some issue and the, the doctor will still get prosecuted. I think that's going to drive a lot of qualified doctors out of those states. And then you're going to have families that planned pregnancies that really want a baby not being able to find a qualified right. OBGYN. And then they're going to have, you know, issues and they're going to lose their babies. Um, and I think we really need to, that's why, I mean, we've got a lot, a lot of points to cover, but I think that's really one way to bring over some of those people that are a little tiny in the middle or are on the fence about it, about this isn't just going to affect women who are wanting abortions. This is going to affect families that want babies, but can't get a good doctor because of these laws. I, I look. I think it's a it's a great point. I know that you had to run, Steve. So thank you so much for that, and uh, and, and I appreciate it. I will say this: I've been making this argument for over thirty years because I used to get my healthcare, uh, gynecological and otherwise uh, screenings at Planned Parenthood, and people don't seem to care that the majority of the care from places like that are for women for family planning for taking care of their health so that they can, if they want to choose to have a baby, have a healthy baby. Uh, but th- th- honestly, I don't. I I, I think you're right um but it's hard to get that message across but i appreciate yeah. it steve thank you you're welcome take care uh but yeah i mean dan i'm sure that people are making that argument in wisconsin too aren't they yeah absolutely and i think it's you know it's it's also part of a long-term problem that i think the state is going to have if it continues to have this uh ridiculously outdated law on the books because i think we're seeing some trends already that you know students who are wanting to go to medical school uh, to become an OBGYN, they're not doing it in Wisconsin now. They're, they're going to go to, you know, they're going to go to states like Illinois or, or Minnesota, where you know you have the opportunity to provide care for your patients in, in the way that you should be able to. Uh, and I think you know we're already seeing, you know, there's been some stories about out about enrollment at the Medical College of Wisconsin and at uh, the medical school in Madison about enrollment being down and, and people going to you wow. know other states other states uh, because of it well yeah i mean i i, I look i don't know I, I don't know what i was paying attention to when i was 18 and i was but this is too much this is tmi but i had i wasn't very sexually active in high school so i don't know that i would have been as worried about getting accidentally pregnant i think along the way in college let's just say uh it would have been a concern of mine i remember one time sitting in the doctor's office and they i had some symptoms and uh, they left me in the room after for 40 minutes after saying it sounds like you're pregnant and it turned out to be a uti which i just felt like it was some sort of weird catholic intervention thing but uh but it, you know it it is something Thing that I think young people are taking into consideration is like, where can I go to school and, you know, not have to worry if I do have an act, you know, I, I, I'm sexually active. Uh, it, it, it matters. It all matters. So well, that's wild because Madison's such a great, you know, UW is such a great school. It's hard to imagine them having enrollment down. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's a situation that, you know, it's allowing that 1849 law to be on the books has created so many problems for Absolutely. people in Wisconsin. Well, we'll, we'll continue talking about uh, Wisconsin. It's, uh, it's the upsides and the downsides of what's going on in Wisconsin and how Republicans broke democracy there. Uh, and uh, we'll continue talking to Dan Schaefer. Follow him on Twitter. Dan, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope we can talk to you next week. All right. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Have a great, have a great evening and a great rest of your week.
take care of it. Let's take a break here. We'll continue our conversation with Tom Appel. Uh, we want to talk about the car show coming up in just a couple weeks, and uh, we'll talk about that when we come back after the news break. Again, we want to thank our sponsors, Kids Above All, Monaco Brewing, and, of course, European and U.S. Car Service, which makes sense. We got our car guy on. We have to have, I have to have you and Warren on together sometime. That would be cool. I think that would be very fun. I'm a lousy um, mechanic, so that would be a good compliment. But he also has a lot of practical advice. Like, I, I don't yeah. know if you were listening the night I was asking one of the trivia questions I asked is, what's the very first thing you should do when you're in a car accident? The very first thing you should do. And it's funny because someone called with something I actually also liked, which was they said turn the car off and make sure it's in park. But Warren says make sure that you are okay. Don't get out of the car. Check yourself. Make sure that you, you know, because sometimes you move and don't realize that something has happened uh, in the uh, collision. So I'm just uh, saying, no, that's good, good advice. Yep. Let's take a break here. We we'll continue our conversation when we come back on WCPT 820. We're driving it home till 7, and uh, there's more to talk about. Chicago's Progressive Talk, WCPT 820, where facts matter. This is Kirk Bankstead from the Minocqua Brewing Company, and I sell progressive beer like AOC IPA and Bernie Brew, a lovingly irascible Democratic Socialist lager. A percentage of the proceeds of every beer I sell goes to helping keep Wisconsin blue and driving the Trump cult out of our state. Enjoy a great craft beer and help your dysfunctional neighbor to the north get its democracy back. Now available at Arminetti Wine and Spirits in Woodstock, Illinois, and Famous Liquors in Lombard, as well as in Chicago at ANS Wine and Spirits, Back of the Yards, and Grand and Western Liquors, Ukrainian Village. Please drink responsibly. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We are in studio with Tom Appel, our car guy. You can go to the Car Stuff podcast wherever podcasts are available. And uh, before we continue our conversation and and talk about the auto show, uh, Andy texted because we were talking about uh, where you reside uh, in Palatine, not far from the Arlington Heights racetrack, where Uh there's a lot of conversation about the Bears possibly moving there. I had mentioned that I dream scroll sometimes through Zillow and I look at properties. Uh, I I look at the suburbs just because of their, uh, uh, one, because I was curious. I have friends that live in Arlington Heights and I wonder, like, what? It'd be cool to live by my friends Ken and my friend Dan, who lives in Displains. You know, it's kind of closer that way. And uh, and I think about the, that sort of stuff. And I look at services for uh, individuals with disabilities, a long term planning for Declan. Um, but I will be honest, a- Andy, it's pretty much just like oh, I wonder what that's like. I'm not. I <laughs> I can't imagine that I'll, I'll be leaving Chicago or the Northwest Side. So thank you, because uh, Andy said you would abandon Chicago and move to Palatine or Arlington Heights. I'm sad. Chicago needs your voice and energy. The parks, Norwood, Gladstone, Jefferson, and Edison need you now more than ever. That is one of the sweetest things. And it says, and he said, please don't go. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm, no immediate plans. Uh, but I will say, it is weird to be trapped in a community. So not trapped, but in a situation with my electeds, um, my state senator, my state representative, uh, my alderman, uh, to not be able to have working relationships with any of them, two of whom because they believe in weaponizing the trauma of uh, sexual violence survivors, domestic violence survivors, and uh, homicide survivors. It's, it's hard for me to have any sort of uh, conversation or in, unless they take responsibility for their actions uh, it's it's just sort of complicated and uh, being in a space with them um, I've decided I'm no longer going to pretend like I'm comfortable with the way they've behaved and then my alderman uh, who retaliates against uh, constituents who uh, bullies people uh, imagines uh, more than uh, is I mean and, and I will this is not like from other people's experiences I've asked him for help with community organizations and has said things like, well, you know, Bob's got to put on his big boy pants and come on in here and ask him himself. And I'm like, I'm on the board of this neighborhood group. I'm asking you. So, yeah. So that's the other thing, too, is that 
um, politically, I live in, a, in sort of a, a deadlock over here. And, I, and I'm not enjoying it, Tom. No, that sounds frustrating. <laughs> it really is. Um, so I don't know. So, so I will continue to, uh, to show up. And I, I do love my northwest side. And uh, where I have, by the way, uh, we have decent street parking over here. So it's not too bad. We live uh, near a park. So it was one of the built-in luxuries is you're not going to have a lot of uh, – you don't have neighbors on the other side of the street. So it kind of cuts down on that. Right? We've got decent garages over here. Um, but we don't – I don't know many people in this area that have electric cars. Do you have, is there any sort of study, there must be, of where the concentrated, like, bigger, higher volume of electric cars are in, like, the city of Chicago? Because I imagine it, like, in Lincoln Park. Yeah, probably. I don't know where in yeah. Chicago, but one of the issues around here, mm-hmm. probably, um, is, is that a lot of homes probably still have 60 amp or 100 amp electrical service. That's going to have to be upgraded. Oh, so it's a whole infrastructure thing for yeah, so individuals. So you've got the 1500 bucks you got to pay for a charger installed, which isn't crazy. And sometimes you can roll that into your payments. But, but if you have to upgrade, that's more money, and it can be a lot more money, and you're, you're out yeah. of pocket that. So you want to call around, too, because there is Illinois money for some of this. Okay. But sure. it's a hassle. Also, if you don't have parking in your house, then you're charging outside, and and you're charging in the cold. So there's a couple of things, and that's that's not great for range. Yeah, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's not, I don't think it's a deal breaker, but it's a, it's just a little less EV friendly if you're in an older house with a detached car garage. Our house is going to be in three years. It'll be a hundred years old. Yeah, my house is about that age too. Isn't that wild? And I really need a charging station. I haven't done it yet. Uh, we should probably be upgrading our electrical anyway. Uh, but I, uh, I wonder um, because I, I was just reading this article about uh, you know the push for EV, and uh, a lot of municipalities are saying that there's a, a focus on cars and emissions from cars, and not enough on our public transportation and upgrading that situation. So, uh, but there is an elevation of hey, you know, here's your choices. Like Jeep Wrangler has an electric car now too. Is that right? All these plug-in. Plug in, oh, it's a plug-in hybrid. Okay. Yeah. So people can probably check out some of these cars at the auto show. When is the auto show coming up? It's coming up the 11th, February 11th. It is the 115th edition what? of the Chicago Auto Show. And the cool thing about it is, is last year's was good. It was a great auto show. It was good to have it back. This year, a couple of manufacturers that have been sitting things out are back. So the, the, okay. co- the, the COVID track, you know, they were dragging their feet, but they're back. Okay. It's a bigger show. It's in both halls, the South Hall, which is huge. Okay. North Hall, which is a little bit smaller, but it, it's expanded into that. So it's close to a million square feet again. Oh, my God. It's a bunch of stuff to do. That's qu- that's wild. Uh, yeah, they've, all, they've always had some really interesting... Uh, I remember one year, I feel like there were like mini Jeep, uh, like a mini Jeep track for people to try things out, almost like a little... <laughs> like, there are five indoor tracks that here. Get out of here. Is yeah, and Jeep's most- doing it again. Ram is doing it again. Uh, Toyota's got some EV stuff going on. So, it, yeah, it's great. And how do they do that where it's just, I mean, obviously, they, they, you can't give someone, get someone in a car uh, in an indoor event with, uh, you know, pedestrians everywhere. So it's got to be some sort of electrically controlled, in, like on a track. Indoor, they're all right along. Okay. So you're riding along with someone who's, who's okay. taking you on the ride. I think the EV track, I think they might let people drive it, but there are outdoor courses too. So if you're really interested in an electric car, okay. there are outdoor tracks where they are letting it, the general public drive the vehicles. Uh, I, think, I think you need to arrange those in advance. Gotcha. And those are all EV. I was at an event one time, a fundraiser for uh, for Little Steps. Oh, no, for Giant Steps. Sorry, folks. Uh, Giant Steps. And they people were driving a Mini Coopers on a track like for time and it was it was fun to watch folks like try to 
of like race car Mini Coopers. They're, Mini Coopers are great autocrossers, and that's what if you're talking about like a track with cones on it. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's just a handling thing. It's really a good test of a driver's skill. Okay. Yeah, I'm really bad at it, but I know guys <laughs> who are really good at it, and it's fun. Are you? Let me ask you this, and this is out of left a uh, left field, literally. Are you left-handed or right-handed? I'm left-handed. Okay. Do you clip? Do you clip curbs sometimes? And you mean you don't have to? Is it? I guess I guess I have, yeah. I, I clip curbs sometime, and I, I've often wondered if it's a left-handed thing. I don't know because I do. I, it's a weird. I, I'm not good at courses either. I don't know if it's an anxiety, but I I think there's something visually for us sometimes. But Maybe there's yeah. another issue too, and it's not just lefties. Is is that vehicles have gotten higher? Yeah, that's true. And that right corner, the right front corner, mm-hmm. is higher and higher, so you can't see the curb. Yes. And okay. This, I need to write about this, but I haven't read about it yet. I don't know if anyone's done research on this. Okay, because I, I, I especially more so with the minivan, I would clip curbs on the right side quite often. Yeah, making it. So Steve's like, Steve goes, uh, he always go, uh, curb. Curb. You're on the curb. You're on You're on the curb. Uh, are there, uh, you know what I just found out? Um, that my car beeps when I'm almost going to hit something. I didn't even know that. Is it? Do, how many people actually read their, their auto manuals? Because I clearly didn't. It means that I came close to hitting something, which is kind of nice after two years. It's the first time I've, I've heard the beep, beep, beep. You're going to hit this car. A great thing for people to do because no one reads the owner's manual. <laughs> also, no one writes a good owner's manual. So forget the yeah. owner's manual. If, if you want to know about the safety features on your car, read a good review. I don't know, a consumer guide or something. Mm-hmm. But but another thing to do that might be better, if you just want to learn about the safety features, almost every manufacturer has a YouTube video oh. that's like three, five minutes long that outlines all those features on your car. Totally worth watching because the visuals are great too. They'll let you know if there's any participation you need to take in, in operating these these safety features. Like yes. One of them, and this one's, this one's key because it'll yeah. drive you nuts. If you buy a vehicle now that has some sort of 360 view thing with obstacle detection where it can detect left or right or and you pull through a mcdonald's drive through oh, for no. uh iced tea it's going to go bonkers on you <laughs> so you need to know yeah. where the button is to turn it off for a minute or so sure because well, yeah yeah crazy that would make you nuts i i remember uh we had a honda odyssey and um you know on ice it would have it was a triangle with an exclamation point and i'm like yeah i know i'm in danger <laughs> <laughs> i can feel myself sliding the scariest moment i ever had in the and i wasn't driving it was my husband uh, we were dropping Griffin off at school. It was like an ice storm, like a sheet of ice on everything. And uh, and I and the car was just sliding sideways. And there was a woman. It was like out of a movie. A woman with a stroller crossing oh, the street. Oh, I'm like, no. oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. I mean, there's nothing you can do. There's. I mean, it's just one of those things where, like, I wanted to roll. I, I didn't want to, like, yell at her to, like, tell her to run. Because then, like, what if she falls and knocks the stroller over and we weren't going to hit her at all? Yeah, it turned out okay. Nothing happened, but I, I'm so glad not to have that big beast anymore. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do about ice either. There's no safety no. feature that makes it ice go away or make uh, there's no traction to be had. No, it's not like you can like uh, like pop spikes out of your tires to grip onto the. That's what I want. That would that's, be cool. That's my dream feature. Speed Racer, the the Mach Five did that. I'm saying, I'm yeah. sure it was, remember, it was handy. I, I mentioned the Batmobile. People think they have a Batmobile. I need some of the features. <laughs> I need I need like inflatable things. Yeah, push a button, and I don't need the airbag on the inside all the time. I need the airbag on the outside for the lady with the stroller crossing the street. You know, you know the feature that I'm getting old and wimpy, but the feature I want more and more on cars. Heated steering wheel. 
Really? Yeah, and I'm just being whiny about it now. I like no. I'm depressed if I get a test car that doesn't have a heated steering wheel. I was gonna say that's the that's the catch twenty two of being a, a a test you know tester of all these cars. Yeah, I'm spoiled. Yeah. Besides the uh, the heated steering wheel, what are other aspects like that that are now more common that you started seeing, and you went, oh, I can never drive without this again. One of the greatest things that's happened to cars in the last ten years is that most of the audio systems have gotten better. Sure. And and I've started listening to jazz in the last decade. Oh. And it's like, when I'm in a car with a great audio system, everything's better. That's fair. Yeah. That's definitely fair. I uh, I really... Um I, I'm I'm such a, a basic girl. I'm going to say it that way instead of the other word. But uh, I just I just really like a car with a windshield defrost fast. That's all I need. I just, well, fast is key, right? Yeah. I mean, because I will if I'm in a hurry, I got to drive like this, where it's just <laughs> got like the first bottom four inches that it's cleared. But I do clear off my car as much as I can if there's snow on top. Today wasn't too bad. What's your What's your favorite snow car? Favorite snow car? Um, I have one because it allows you to play a little. The BMW X5, Ooh. and most BMWs, most of them still in the US now have all-wheel drive, but the all-wheel drive system in that is biased a little bit to having fun, which means that there's a rear-drive bias to it, so that if the car determines that you're in control of the car and you're just trying to screw around and have a little bit of fun, it'll give it to you. And what I mean is if you try Come to on. steer using the throttle, okay. so you turn the steering wheel a little bit and you hit the gas and you're bringing the back end around, if the car determines that you're in control, it'll let you do that. Which is funny because if you drive a Volvo in the same manner, that car will come to a complete stop. <laughs> it is decided that you're an idiot, you don't know what you're doing, and you just need to come to a stop. Mercedes is like that, too, in most cars. It'll just slow you down. And every other manufacturer has different degrees of this, where the, the anti-skid system and the anti-lock system, they work well. And they're, they're, these things are well-engineered, and there's a lot of standards for what they should do. But there is some gray area. Most of the sort of mainstream price cars just assume you're crazy, and, and the car just comes to a slow stop. Okay. That, I, I love the idea that BMW is like, oh, you, we know what you're doing. Yeah. And, and when you say wiggle the car a little bit, I, I don't think I've done that since I was in... I don't think I've done it since I was in high school, which wouldn't, I, I hope that BMW would not determine that I was in complete control of my car. <laughs> I did some crazy stuff. I know we've talked about my my uh, 76 uh, Toyota Corolla, which I absolutely loved, uh, and how I, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful that I never hurt anybody, because um, mostly the passengers in my car. I mean, obviously nobody else. I never had an accident as a kid. I never somehow, uh, you know, it's one of those by the grace of God, packing nine girls in in my car to get to a softball game uh, is crazy. I mean, that's irresponsible. The one thing is I would never move the car unless everyone had their seatbelts on. Wow. I just never would move the car. But it doesn't matter if you've got people in the hatch. No. <laughs> it's like, uh, I, yeah. But you, could, you could have them hold on to something heavy so yeah. that they stick still. It didn't do it that often, but whenever. Because <laughs> I used to pick people up on the way to school. I was like the, I love driving. I just, it was nice to give people, you know, I went to Lane Tech. We all had to take buses and trains to get there. So I'd pick up my friends, uh, anyone who lived off of Elston. I was uh, packing the car. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't think my mom knew about these things. Sorry, Mom. Didn't mean to make you nervous. <laughs> what was your favorite? Uh, do you remember as a teenager? Uh-huh. Your favorite? Uh, do you have a memory of a night when you had music blaring, windows rolled down, and just, you know, especially like at night, just you felt like you were on top of the world? Oh, yeah. We cruised all the time in those days. There wasn't any place to cruise to. No. I mean, especially in Palatine in the 80s. There, sure. was, there wasn't that much of that. But we did. And, and if you're a longtime Chicagoan or longtime. Northwest Suburban, you remember the 53 drive-in that was yes. at uh, Hicks Road and 
Dundee, I think it sure. was, old Route 53. Mm-hmm. And we used to actually put people in the trunk with <laughs> two or three people. And there would be two of us up front like, yeah, it's just us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're students. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. But we actually did that. Yeah. And you get there really early and everyone would be jamming tunes. And yeah. Yeah. No I one remember- watched the movie. I, yeah, it was hard to pay attention to those. It was just so much. Drive-in movies were, were so much fun. I was just thinking, my. I remember I was out really late. I've always been a night owl. And uh, I was out at a friend's uh, house, and I was driving home. And I lived in Norwood Park, so I was driving through the Forest Preserve on Devon. Uh-huh. And I just remember rolling the windows down at cranking uh, Genesis. What's the Phil Collins one with the really good drum one? I don't know. But, in the air tonight? Is yes. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yes, yes, yes. Because yeah. that's how I felt. That's I a bunch like, of songs. Yes, <laughs> I felt like I was like, this is amazing. I will never feel this great again. And, and I was kind of right. Let's take a break here. We're hanging out with Tom Appel. Uh, we're talking cars. If you have any questions for Tom, 773-763-9278 is the number to call and join our conversation. And you can text us to that number. We want to thank our friends from Camp Kubagani for tech, for sponsoring our text screen. And uh, we've got a, they, they have a, they can offer a child summer of empowerment challenge and fun go to multiculturalcamp.com i also want to give away a pair of tickets to the laugh factory i will be hosting patty vasquez and friends it's convenient that way they we named the show and we decided i should host it and uh, so it's me and this is going to be an amazing show every month uh, i invite friends of mine throughout my comedy career whether they've i've known them for almost 30 years which would be uh, my good friend Dwayne, my good friend Dwayne kennedy who you've seen on letterman and uh, on comedy central on uh, uh, just a lot of great shows, incredible comic. Uh, he'll be uh, on the show. Sony Santos will be there. One of my great friends in comedy as well. Katie Marion, who you heard last night with "That's Not What's Happening," uh, amazing comedian as well. And uh, Paul Farvar, who you've also heard on the show, and Lindsay Shaw. So that's our show on Sunday night at seven p.m. Give us a call at seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. I'll take the first three callers uh, and all three of it sets uh, two, a pair of tickets to each of you. Uh, give us a call and. Let let Lady B know that you want to go to the Laugh Factory or you want to talk to me and Tom or both. Those all work. Because facts matter. You are listening to WCPT 820. Tom Appel was mentioning that uh, he uh, appreciates a good sound system in uh, cars that he test drives. And if yeah. I may recommend, I know you mentioned you played uh, some jazz. Uh, if I may recommend some bluegrass, this is uh, Chris Jones and the Night Drivers. That one's uh, from Riding the Chief. I like bluegrass. Oh, he's great. I like some banjo. Oh, Chris Jones is one of the best around. Just hands down. Uh, Tom Appel is in studio with us. We've been talking a little bit about the car show. It starts on February 11th. Mm-hmm. Do they have, a, they have a night of previews for like media and stuff? I should probably find out who I can get on Oh, the, me- the media day is Thursday before that, mm-hmm. and then first look for charity is the next night. Oh, excellent. So yeah. folks who want to contribute to the charities. Excellent charities. charities. It, it, it's not for the faint of heart. It, I think it's 
five fifty a couple now. Okay. But if you want to do that, it's a great time. It's a great way to see everything. Great music, great food, people in tuxedos. It's it's fun. It's yeah. a ball. That's a that sounds like a really good time. Yeah. Maybe next again. Maybe next year. <laughs> it's a it's kind of a crazy time this year. What uh, what preview of cars have you seen so far that are going to be featured at the car show that you're excited about? Well, caller earlier mentioned the Corvette E Ray, the, okay. the hybrid Corvette. That's going to be there. So we know that's going to be on the floor. But one of the more interesting vehicles, I'm sorry to say that the Corvette's not the most interesting, but Ram, Ram division of Stellantis, the pickup truck people, um, have, have uh, they just showed their uh, 1500 Revolution uh, electric pickup. And one of the interesting things about it is it's the third to the market, right? Chevy and Ford beat Ram to the market with an electric pickup. But but Ram's been making this big deal about how they're third. They're going to spend more time. They're going to think it through. Okay. The design is fabulous. It's crazy. It might be the first three-row pickup truck. The cab is really long. And because it's electric, there isn't space up front that's consumed by the motor. So they're able to stretch the cab out. What? So you have this enormous cab. With with they're showing it with a third row, but it's really good looking. I'll and, take a look right now. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the interesting things oh. too. Yes, yeah, kind of cool. Like, it looks like put a sedan on top with a with a bed. Yeah, with a truck bed is what it looks like. And then the bed extends, which is interesting. No one's ever figured out how to make oh, that work very well. But, I see this past the taillights. Yeah. So if you have if you have cargo yeah. that you need to be able to support, rather than like bungee cording it and hoping for the best. Yeah. Wow. And one of the things that's happened to pickups lately is, is they've become more and more useless because the beds keep shrinking. And we're down to like five-foot beds and four-and-a-half-foot sure. beds. So you've got this enormous pickup truck that you can't put wood in. This is going to fix that problem. Wow. If they bring this to market. This is a concept car. That we should a, have said that earlier. It is a, it's a pretty one, though. Yeah, it's great looking. Yeah, I like that one a lot. And then the E-Ray is really a very pretty car, obviously. Corvettes are just cool. Yeah, I think they have that in two liveries, but the silver and blue, I think, is the good-looking car. So, yeah, the silver one looks it looks yeah. uh, very very uh, ahead of its time kind of a thing. Yeah, I like that one. Now, these are, I'm sorry, looking at the car, I get distracted by the cars. <laughs> uh, I, I uh, have they, you know, what's some of your favorites? Do you have any any swag that you've kept over the years from these car shows? You know, whether it's uh, some sort like sometimes they have the, the the rags for waxing your car. They've got you know key chains. Well, as a kid, I grabbed every brochure I could get, uh-huh. much to Aww. much to the chagrin of my parents, because what are you going to do with this stuff? <laughs> and then my answer was, I'd cut them apart and put them up on my walls in my bedroom. So that that didn't turn... and build a career out of appreciating the. I cars. did do that, yeah. right? Yeah, I'll be I able. Mean... To, I can take care of them in their old age because I did that. So, exactly. Yeah, I don't know why they're mad. Um, <laughs> But one of my favorite pieces of swag that automakers used to give to journalists were really nice portfolios okay. with their brand on them. And I have this green canvas one that I got from uh, from Land Rover. And I've been using this for like 12 years. I just like it. It's it's stout and it's it's, it's got the Land Rover badge on it. And, there you go. See? Yeah, I dig it. Nice. Yeah. We've got a uh, we've got a listener who wants to join the conversation. She has a question for, me, for you. Debbie in Old Town. Hi, Debbie. How are you doing today? Hi. Oh, fine. Thank you. Um I, I love listening to your show, Patty, and I love car stuff. Um, when I was a kid, I was dating a guy that lived in Winnetka, and he his father let him drive his dual Dia. <laughs> Do you remember that? Did you ever know of that car? A dual Dia? Gia. Oh, Gia. A dual Gia. Okay. Yeah. The yeah, Gia was an Italian design house that was later purchased by Ford, but the dual Gia, I believe, is is a... Like a Faden style vehicle with a windchill for the front row and a windchill for the second row 
of seating. So you had basically a chauffeured kind of vehicle. Like a privacy glass, yeah. whatever. Okay. But it was a convertible. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, was, it, looked like, it was kind of like a sports car thing. And yeah. And you saw me, Frank Sinatra had one. There were only so many in the world, you know, that were made. And it was really a cool, cool car. I just wondered if anybody ever heard of one of those before. I believe it's extremely but, uh, rare. Yeah. It was. It was extremely where there were like like I don't know in the hundreds made, you know, and and yeah, yeah. He was really proud of it. His father was like a a car collector. He was really proud of it. Anyway, what happened to your show? I love it. It was on on Sundays at one o'clock here, mm-hmm. and I miss you. I miss it. I listen to it every week. Well, thank you. Yeah, the podcast is still available. We just started it up two weeks ago, so Jill Simonello, my co-host, and I are doing the show again. Good. Um, but you, it's available Tuesday mornings as a podcast. And if you don't want the podcast, you can just go to ConsumerGuide.com and stream it right there. Will, will you be broadcasting on WCPT at all? No, not in the near future. And I, yeah, I have to make this is my problem, not CPT's, because I loved working here, and I loved working with Lady B, producer Lady B. She made us sound good. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of reasons that nobody's fault. We just can't do them here right now. Oh, well, you're missed. Well, thank you. Sure. Thank you. We loved being here. I just wanted to take, a, take an opportunity. I listen to you every time you're on Patty's show, and I I always get so much great information from you. I'm, I'm, I love cars, and I don't drive fancy cars or anything, <laughs> but I, I love them. I love seeing them. I love getting inside of them. <laughs> They're really, really fun. And, are you going to Are you going to the car show this year? I am. I Excellent. Go every year we go. Every year it, it's cool. it's really, really fun. Oh, that's and, wonderful. And I I love that it. it's become interactive too. It's really fun. Uh, Debbie, I know you live in Old Town. Do you, are you uh, able to join us at the Laugh Factory this Sunday? Would you like to come to the show at seven o'clock on Sunday? I would. Where is the Laugh Factory? It is on Broadway near Belmont. I would love that. Yes. Hold, oh. on, hold on the line, and uh, Lady B will take your information. Let's, I just need your uh, your name. Huh? What was that? Let's laugh. <laughs> it's going to be a real... You have the best laugh, Patty. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, you know, uh, I love to laugh. That's why I got into comedy. I love seeing people laugh as well, and I would love to have you at, at the show. When you laugh, it feels like your whole body laughs. You laugh from your soul. <laughs> it's true. It's, it is. It's true. I do. It's uh, all. I feel all the way down to my toes. Uh, so come check us out there and come go. say hi. Lady B will take your information. I just need your phone number. I mean, I just need your name and your email. Lady B will get that, and I'll put you on the list. It'll, you'll be at the. Thank your name you. will be. A, I will. I, I will see you tomorrow. Also at the mayoral forum. Oh, excellent! I'll be less funny there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not funny. Huh? Yeah, no. We'll try. I'm going to try to keep it serious. <laughs> I'm going to be on a lot of Thank coffee. Thank you so much. That's such a sweet offer. I really appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow and Sunday. Outstanding. Thank you so much. So, uh, Debbie's going to uh, leave give your information to Lady B, and i uh, love to see you on Sunday. Again, the show is at 7 o'clock. We're going to be at the Laugh Factory over there on uh, Broadway near Belmont. Uh, Warren Price says hi, by the way. He's listening to the show. So I got, I've got to have you guys in together and uh, talk more cars. Let's take a break here. We'll continue our conversation. I've got uh, Andre on hold. He's got a question or a comment about electric trucks. More after this on Driving It Home with me, Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820 Heartland Signal. 
You've been working hard all day and didn't have time to catch up on the news during work. And that phone just wouldn't stop. We've got you covered. Joan Esposito, live, local, and progressive. We will fight as many places and as many times as it takes to get this power back. Joan Esposito, afternoons from 2 to 5 p.m. WCPT 820. WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk, where facts matter. Frank said from the Manaqua Brewing Company, and I sell Choice Hard Seltzer, an all-natural grapefruit-flavored booze that you can enjoy for only 100 calories a can. A percentage of the proceeds of every can of Choice Hard Seltzer you buy goes to reproductive rights organizations in the Chicagoland area. Enjoy a light, refreshing hard seltzer this summer and support reproductive freedom at the same time. Now available at Dino's Cardinal Liquors in Gurney, Illinois, and Sugar Beet Food Co-op in Oak Park, as well as in Chicago at Jarvis Square Tavern, Rogers Park, and Garfield's Beverage Express Wicker Park. Please drink responsibly. She's a good song for our uh, conversations with Tom Appel, our car guy, um, Wanderer. I do. I, I like. I used to love uh, when I was a comic on the road. Uh, I, I, one, I like driving alone. I don't know if, how are you uh, on the road. Do you do you sometimes like just you know just hitting a couple hours drive? I do, and I yeah. used to have to drive to Detroit a lot. Okay, yeah. So that was a little bit too much alone, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything over like three hours is my in, my enjoyment window. I, I, then I, <laughs> because then I start getting a little bit, uh, especially during the day when I drive in the daylight and especially sunny days, it makes me more tired. It's more of a, a drain on me. I love driving at night, and I can do it. I just, I, I, it's just the way I've, I've been doing my career for over almost twenty five years. Well, I've noticed when you do you do your Friday evening thing, often you're on the road. Yeah, I have been. I have been on yeah. the road for whiskey and a cookie. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of staying close because of. Declan, Declan's recovery. Mm-hmm. I'm not booking as much stuff out of town right now, uh, just because it's it's a lot. It's a lot of work, and I and I'm not leaving. I mean, it's our, my husband already uh, shoulders a lot of the the work, um, and I just don't, <laughs> leaving him alone would be cruel too. Uh, we're talking uh, to Tom Appel, all all things cars. The uh, Chicago Auto Show is going to start on February 11th, yep. and the event for uh, the the gala, the charity gala, is what day? The Thursday before. Uh, the Friday before. The Friday before. Yep. So uh, you can find out about all that at the uh, the auto show website. Let me see where the I don't even know where the website is. I just, it's just consumer or it's just chicagoautoshow.com. Chicagoautoshow.com. Yeah. And uh, find out about all the uh, wonderful. I'm sure that the, the um, all the the car makers have uh, you know the um, previews for what you can expect when you attend the Chicago Auto Show. Let's go to Andre who wants to talk electric trucks. Hey Andre, Ooh. how are you doing? It's it's Andrew. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. Yes, Hi, Andrew. Andrew. That's okay. How you Hi. doing, Andrew? I was. Uh, I'm doing well. I was just. Uh, I'm driving, and I'm, I'm inquisitive because I like the Rivian. I know uh-huh. that they produce that truck, or one of the versions of it, in Normal, Illinois. Right. Uh, 
Can you tell me something more about it? I know that they, excuse me for uh, cutting you off before I even let you let you talk. Uh, I know that they are are selling directly to uh, consumers instead of they're kind of cutting out the middleman. So there's little, uh, I think, uh, resistance to them. But uh, can you tell me something about the Rivian? Yeah, so a couple of things there. First, yes, they are built in normal Illinois in the old Mitsubishi factory down there. Uh, they purchased that a few years ago. But yeah, the direct-to-consumer thing is very interesting because there's a really sticky point in the industry. Your traditional automakers, your legacy automakers, General Motors, Toyota, whoever, they use the franchise system, right? You buy cars from a franchise, and there's a lot of laws to support that. And if you're already doing business with a franchise system, you can't change that. But these new makers, Tesla, Rivian, Lucid, are all doing direct-to-consumer. And it's really angering traditional dealers because they're not getting in on this and they can't buy dealerships like that. But we may see a lot of this change because um, over at Ford, um, um, Jim Farley, the CEO there, was talking about how the franchise system costs him about $1,500 a vehicle. And they want to change that and see if they can they can get the dealers to work with them on one price so that there isn't negotiating, which consumers fear. So there's a lot going on. But, yeah, Rivian, you buy directly from the factory. They have a few locations, but mostly you have to get it delivered to you. Um, there's the R1T. That's the pickup truck, the R1S, which is the crossover. They got close to building 25,000 of those last year. They're hard to get. Hmm. Well, yeah, I, I, I know that I have uh, C1 in a couple of, in the ward that I live in. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I just want to also emphasize that they are offering, I'm sure you are going to mention it, but the uh, $7,500, uh, uh, credit, uh, from the IRS, if you do purchase uh, a vehicle. Really? And, uh, I and, believe, and I believe there's, there's a state, also, yeah, isn't there a state one as well? There is state money in Illinois. Yep. Yes. There is state money in Illinois. And there's also, you want to put the charger in, uh, your home. Uh, there is also a credit for that. So. Uh, just want to just throw that out there for you guys. You mentioned the, the rebate, the federal tax rebate, which is going to become not a federal tax rebate, but a credit at the dealership at some point. Oh. But you, if you yes. want to act on that, you probably want to act on that right now because the laws changed the, with the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, and it's going to be harder to get all of that refund or all of that money, that 7500 bucks, in a few weeks when, when the Treasury Department de- determines what vehicles qualify for it and what qualify for all of it. Because it has the vehicle now has to be built in the U.S., has to have a battery built in the U.S. with components mostly sourced in the U.S. or friendly trade nations. And it's really confusing, and no one knows what's going to qualify. Yeah, it is confusing, and I know that uh, if you have a used car, I think there are some of those that are that are, some of those are waived, those restrictions. But that's correct. Great, great information, guys. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, thank you. I, I've seen Rivians and they look cool, but yeah, they're super expensive. Thank you so much, <laughs> Andrew. Have a great rest of your day. Appreciate your call. Bye. Take care. Bye. Um, I'm I'm also filling out my application for a uh, media pass for the Chicago Auto Show. <laughs> like, so wait a minute. I could I probably get a frequency of uh, let's see daily. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and do that. If you can go on media days, that's that is the absolute best time. If you're part of the lucky folks who can go there, then because you can see everything and there's no crowd at all. Right. So this, but it's not. It's only for the media preview, um, but not for the first look or the obviously anything else. Right. Which is fine. I just want to go take a look around and uh, and then do like a Facebook Live and let people know what's going on, what they can see. And look, a lot of folks are interested in 
uh, whether it's hybrids or electric vehicles, um, investing in uh, improving our emissions. Uh, so many folks are, are uh, let's see, hold on a second, I'm trying to see what the text site. Uh, so folks are folks are asking why we're not talking about the uh, the Pence uh, discovery of uh, of documents in uh, Pence's possession, uh, which is fine. Um, I was just looking at I was looking at a, a post from uh, this woman. Uh, what's her name again? The woman who endorsed. Uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, George Santos. Uh, Stan- Stanfic? Stan- I can't remember her name, but she's saying that what Trump did was okay, what Pence did was okay, but what uh, Biden did was a threat to national security. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I think we're going to find that what Biden did and what Pence did are probably similar things. Right. And there is relatively good, if not excuses, it's just it, it's several magnitudes of importance lower. Well, and, and these, uh, my husband was talking about this yesterday uh, very loudly. Um, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you know, I agree with you, right? I don't know why we're, I don't know why the volume is at this level, but I, I, we all do this where we get passionate about something. But the number of copies that have to be made for these intelligence reports, right? First, they're generated by whatever intelligence agency or uh, you know, the defense, security, all these things, and that circulate. I mean, like. We imagine these uh, lockdown. The sk- people we talk about the skiff. I know yeah. a few years ago there were images of you know you're not supposed to have a cell phone in there, and there's a line to get in there to see what's going on with Ukraine and uh, Russia, and uh, and so the the volume and then the people that receive them, what's it, whether it's an intelligence committee, the president, the vice president, all the different hands that have to get on it, like how many people it goes through. Uh, it's not like it's like one document that was on lockdown. So clearly, um, we are not tra- tracking these. There has to be some sort of tracking. So- Something's wrong. Yes. Yeah, something. yeah. There's supposed to be one document, as you mentioned, the skiff, and, and and then somehow there are multiple documents behind Biden's Corvette. That's weird. It's, how did that happen? That's not great. It's not. It's not yeah. great. It's uh, but it's it's it seems to be. And I at this point, um, I'm comfortable with uh, having them uh, basically maybe investigate where every document is. I mean, yeah. I want to know how prolific this, how often this happens. I'm, I'm pretty sure there are people in Congress right now like, no, we maybe we don't want to talk about this anymore. Right? Well, and even Pence said in a 60-minute interview, he was asked after the Trump uh, discovery, of, of, and not just discovery, but he was fighting against turning over the documents, lied about having documents, right. uh, was obstructing justice, uh, then tried to say that they were planted. And uh, I mean, the story kept changing. And the interviewer asked him directly, do you have any classified documents? And former Vice President Pence said, no, I do not. And here we hmm. are a few months later. Uh, OK, maybe I have a couple, two, three. I got uh, maybe, a couple. Maybe a, maybe a dozen or so. I got that. I got about a dozen. Is that, is that, that's, I mean, when you said, do I have them? I mean, not on me. They're not in my pocket. I don't. There's nothing. I mean, I mean, that's that's the one. I guess you could say you weren't clear. I mean, look, Clinton uh, certainly had fun with the. Depends on what you mean by yeah. What, which what, what was it? Was it? It was something really it innocuous. Oh, what the what, what the, the means or what is is? I remember that. Yeah, it was something yeah. very strange. Yeah. Um, oh, here from uh, Dave. Uh, now, this Rivian's home charger does it have a universal connector, or is it like Tesla's, which can only be connected to a Tesla? Oh, wow. What a loaded question. Um, Virtually every electric vehicle uses the same standard for level two, which is home charging, and the same for level three. There used to be something called Chatamo that Nissan was using that's gone away. Mm -hmm. So if you buy an electric vehicle in the U.S. that isn't a Tesla, they're basically all the same. Okay. That's for level two and level three. Tesla has their own system, but Tesla can convert. There's just a little thing so they can charge anywhere. How is... 
is uh, how is Tesla? I mean, are people as excited? How much of the Elon Musk sort of debacle uh, dribbles down and uh, and gets things soggy on Tesla owners? That's a really good question. I can tell you that that the 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 people who were sort of pro. Tesla and pro Elon Musk in the automotive media mm-hmm. have soured on him. Okay. Yeah. And, and it seems like, and this is Twitter, so it's really, really bad research. But my sense is that people, he's not getting a pass anymore. Right. You, you've got to sell the cars now on their merit. Okay. You know, like any, anything he had going on where he was just some guy that was bucking the system and doing nothing but good, I think he, he lost all of that. And how, uh, you know, and I know Warren might be listening. I don't know that I've ever asked him about repairing uh, electric cars, in particular Teslas, because it does seem as though a lot of the repairs for, I mean, you have these uh, established cars, vehicles that, uh, you know, guys like Warren and, and the people he works with have tremendous knowledge of how to fix them, Hondas and Toyotas and Fords and Chevys. How, have you heard anything about any complications for repairs? Tesla bodywork, I believe, is mostly aluminum and composite material. Mm-hmm. So if you have a crash, that's going to be complicated. <laughs> you need to find a place that can do Tesla. And I don't know if they Tesla certify repair shops. I suspect they do. Yeah. So you've got to know how to do that. But there have been aluminum cars over the years where you had to find a specific shop to get your vehicle fixed. Yeah. So that's a hassle. Well, especially if you live in a place, in a city like Chicago, you uh, you take for granted that you're going to get if you parallel park at all, you, you use the ends of your both yes. ends of your car as yes. m- for measurement. Oh, there's a the front of my car. Oh, there's a the back of my car. Uh, you're going to get ding. And you don't. I mean, like there are certain cars where people lose their minds when they get dings, don't they? Scratches and things oh, like that. Oh, they do. And, and here, you know, if we're talking about the difference between Chicago and Palatine, I cannot do that. One, because I'm in a test car and because I'm cap- mentally incapable <laughs> of tapping another car. I, I can't you do can, it. Yeah. I don't do it on purpose. <laughs> I, and I don't do it hard. My favorite thing that I, uh, is when I'm parking in Chicago and I'm parallel parking and I can see every, every move in the reflection of a window right there. Like, that's my favorite thing. And I was, uh, we, we've been watching a lot of action movies in my house actually and we saw a camera i think it's the gray man with uh ryan gosling and uh chris evans kind of a fun action movie uh-huh. a lot of violence a lot of uh, a lot of action and uh and he was watching in the in, in this bus was being i think it was a bus i don't know i've seen so many action movies we also watched the rock again which by the way <laughs> So much fun. The car chase there with the uh, the train, the what do you call it? The streetcar in San Francisco. Do you remember watching The Rock? I do, yeah. It's with Sean Connery, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Kate, really great uh, chase scenes. But anyway, uh, they were, the Ryan Gosling was using the reflection in the in the window. I'm like, I told my husband, I'm like, that's what I do when I parallel park. <laughs> Are you a good parallel parker? I'm a, I'm, an, I'm a very good parallel parker. See, I'm not. I, and I, I never had to. Mm. And every time I do it, I think I'm perfect. And I'm like six inches too far from the curb. It's like, oh, okay, now, suburban guy. I will be honest. Occasionally, Steve will be like, were you okay when you parked last night? Because sometimes I do uh, park too far away from the curb. I, I do have that issue. Hey, Roosevelt, you wanted to talk about the docks? What's on your mind? How you guys doing? Thank you for taking my call, Patty. And I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> awesome. You beat the mail for him. Excellent. Um... Hey, I wanted to put a quick comment. Uh, did you guys, either one of you saw, uh, this guy's name is uh, Jesse Waters. He's on Fox News. Mm-mm, I haven't and seen And they have a show called The Five. And among them was uh, Parole, Judge Parole. So they were talking about the papers that they found in uh, Mike Pence's uh, 
property. And, and he basically said, now this is his own quote, now we have to show both sides. But prior to that, he, I saw the video. Prior to that, he said, uh, we were doing so good with Biden, meaning dogging Biden for his papers. Yep. And then they were all laughing about it. You got to see, I don't do it justice. But um, basically, they expose themselves for exactly what they are, which is constantly, you know, when any, anything happens, it's always the Democrats' fault and it's the Democrats. But if it happens to the other side, they don't say anything. So he basically outed himself by saying, now we have to show both sides. Yeah. yeah. We haven't learned what the documents in Biden's case are. Unless right. something happened today, I haven't heard anything. And I, I, I think we're going to learn that there are special circumstances here. Um, yeah, they, they, they may still have been mishandled, but it's, uh, I don't know. It doesn't feel like the same yeah. thing. And the other thing is this guy, uh, Jesse Waters, says that they, they shouldn't have even turned them over. They should have just shredded them when they exactly. found <laughs> them. He should have burned them, he said. You're right. I forgot about that. He said he should have burned them and would never found out about it. Exactly. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. And guys, from what I understand, Obama signed an executive order that he gave Biden the power to Biden the power to declassify him. You guys look, look that up. All right. Interesting. There you go. That's another. That's another element to it. Thanks for, so much for calling, Roosevelt. Thank you. Have a good night. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Excellent. Right, thank you. Thank you. Let's take a break here. We'll wind up, wind down with our good friend Tom Appel. Uh, you can find the Car Stuff podcast anywhere podcasts are available and follow him on Twitter to keep up on his work and sign up for his newsletter because uh, he'll email you, you know, when he's got some more writing out. Yeah. yeah. Car Stuff at ConsumerGuide.com. Excellent. Get the newsletter. Get the newsletter. More after this on WCPT 820 Heartland Signal. This is Barry Moltz with a small business radio show. And like you, I've had a lot of businesses over the last 25 years. First, I went out of business. Then I got kicked out by my two partners. Then I sold my last business and I was able to pay back the bank the $1.3 million I owed them. And funny enough, my wife tells me I got her back just about the same time. Join me Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. right here on WCPT 820, where I show you how to get your small business unstuck, grow the company you've always wanted, and finally make the money that you deserve. This is WCPT 820, where facts matter. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. And we've been hanging out with Tom Appel. You can find Car Stuff Podcast anywhere the podcasts are available. And we also have a listener who texted in. Uh, Mike is coming to the show at uh, Laugh Factory on Sunday. I look forward to seeing you, Mike. Uh, speaking of that drive that drive-in on Route 53, uh, Tom was talking yeah. about that, uh, brought back memories, uh, snuck four friends into it in August of 69 in a <laughs> in a 63 Grand Prix, one six-pack of Schlitz, and saw Night of the Living Dead. Okay, that story's way cooler than mine. We were all drunk as, as skunks on that six Pack, left for the U.S. Army the next morning. Oh, Whoa. that story got cooler and cooler. Yeah, that's great, Mike. I look forward to seeing you on uh, on Sunday. Uh, that that's a I mean to see Night of the Living Dead at a drive that would have been cool. That's what you got to do. You got to see it. That's a great way to see it. Yeah, yeah. I just saw it like you know. A few, I just saw it this last Halloween. I had never seen it before. Oh, I, I, really I saw good. it fairly recently too. It was good for the first time. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen the Train to Basan? 
I have. See, I just got into. Uh, I never used to like zombie movies. I was just, just it's it, it, there. It's a lot. That's a, it's it's tough, but but there's a really interesting um, clinical clinical component to, to Korean directing. Yes, somehow so good. So you see a lot of awful stuff, mm-hmm. and you react on your own because there isn't like loud music or right. anything like that. It's a very strange movie to watch. It's very quick. Yeah, yeah it was, I think Train to Busan is, a, is an excellent movie. Uh, would love to have you back next month. Last Wednesdays, I, I would, would love to. Thank you. Absolutely, yeah, I will see you next fun. month. Yeah, of course. Uh, Tom Appel uh, again. Follow him on Twitter. Sign up for his uh, his newsletter, which is Consumer. Uh, just just reach out to uh, Car Stuff at ConsumerGuide.com. Outstanding. And uh, again, we have the Amero Forum tomorrow. If you have if you are on our list, don't forget doors open at ten thirty. The uh, the lunch we have lunch served at eleven a.m. and then. Every Everyone can listen to the broadcast right here, WCPT 820. Folks have been asking if that'll be available afterwards. Absolutely. All of our audio is always available on SoundCloud. And uh, and I believe, are we also live streaming the video? Do we know on uh, Facebook Live, Lady B? I would imagine. I don't, we don't know. Yeah, no, I probably. This is when you, what happens when you don't go to the walkthrough. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I had to work today. Uh, trying to put out a few, a few fires. Uh, so. Anyway, we will uh, look forward to that event tomorrow. Look forward to having you back, Tom Appel. And uh, thank you, Lady B. Uh, tomorrow, I can't remember what I have. I have stuff on the show tomorrow. Well, I'll be here. We'll figure it out. Mike Kreutz up next, Devil's Advocate. Night, everybody.